You're listening to episode six of the Sustainable Parenting Podcast with me, Flora McCormick, licensed therapist and parenting coach of 15 years. Today, we're talking about doing this one thing in order to see more respect from your child. And if you've been frustrated that it seems like they don't care about any consequences that you give, they will backtalk to you and say things that are just incredibly rude. They will walk away in the middle of you talking. They will do the thing you just asked them not to do. This episode is for you. Hello and welcome to the Sustainable Parenting Podcast. Let me tell you, friend, this place is different. We fill that gap between gentle parenting and harsh discipline that's really missing to parent with kindness and firmness at the same time and give you the exact steps to be able to parent in ways that are more realistic and effective and for that reason, finally feel sustainable. Welcome. I want to first thank our listener of the week, Abby, who is a military mom of four who had her husband recently deployed and during the deployment discovered sustainable parenting. She said, Sustainable parenting has completely turned my family around. My kids are happier and more respectful, and I am a calmer, happier mom, and I no longer look forward to bedtime as much as I used to. Thank you, Abby. I know we all could relate to that feeling where days just are not going well, and we're not seeing respect, and we're like, can you just get in bed? I am done with you. And I'm so happy to hear you feeling differently about that and instead enjoying the time with your kids. And I am sure a lot of that has to do with the respect that you're seeing increased. Abby, please send us a message in DM and we will get you a bonus for leaving this review. And remember, when you leave a five-star review, you may be selected to be highlighted in an upcoming episode and given a bonus as well. Now let's dive into this topic of the one thing to do to see more respect from your kids. When I think of disrespect, I think of the mom who came to me and said, my three-year-old will just literally do what I just asked him not to do. I will tell him not to touch something and he runs right over and touches it. I'm like, don't you go towards those buttons? And he's headed right for the buttons. Do not climb on that. And he will climb right on it. I also think of the mom of an 11 year old who said to me, I will explain to her why it is rude to be back talking in this way and to ignore me and to be so mean to her sister. And it just goes in one ear and right out the other. She does not seem to care. If you can relate to either of these, what I'm going to share with you today, this one thing is going to be a powerful step that can really shift you into seeing more respect from your kids. It is simple. It's not complicated, but it can be challenging to do because it's a mindset shift. Here's what it is, friend. It's to put your energy into the plan instead of spending it, putting out the fires, put your energy into the plan instead of spending it, putting out fires. We often in our parenting will get in this phase where we're like, I just want him to be respectful. I just want him to do what I say when I say so. And then in the moment where that doesn't happen, 
we end up with a fire, meaning some sort of disrespect or misbehavior. And we're just then trying to give a consequence to put out that fire. And then we're in this cycle of just basically what I call the cuckoo cycle. We're only using two tools, command consequences, command consequences. I'm going to tell you what I want you to do. I'm going to expect that you're just going to do it because I said so. And then when that doesn't work, I'm going to give a consequence. And then I'm going to feel really frustrated when that's not working, probably lecture you more about what you need to do differently. And we're in this cycle over command, consequence, command, consequence. And it feels cuckoo because you probably find yourself noticing it doesn't work. And we feel cuckoo crazy when things don't work, when we think we're doing what we're supposed to do in parenting. So instead of being that crazy cycle, that cuckoo cycle, you can be more predictable instead of being soft one moment and super strict the next, we are going to put our energy into prevention instead of putting out fires, into making a plan instead of putting out fires. What does this mean, Flora? How do I actually do that when my kid is just going to the buttons repeatedly or running away from me when I ask them to come over here? What does it mean? How do you put a plan in advance? Let me tell you. To put a plan in advance for that three-year-old would be to say to them, hey, honey, this is what we can play with. This is where we can jump. This is what we can do instead. And if we are not being a good boss of our body, then we're going to take a break over here or mommy will help move you or that item will be put up. So something is going to happen if that other behavior is going to happen. I'm making a plan in advance. And I'm telling them that instead of just battling at bedtime and saying, please get your pajamas on, please come back here. Don't run away from me again. I'm going to be clear and say, when you come over and we get your jammies on before this three minute timer goes off, we'll have time for two stories. And if you don't, we will only have time for one story you choose. And then we proceed to see how we can get those jammies on. And if not, then we follow through. Oh no, one book has been lost. We make that agreement in advance. We plan for it in advance because it's hard to come up with in the moment. And then we're going to be more likely to follow through. The biggest enemy of follow through is not having a plan. Our brains don't work well in the split second of a moment where we're like, why aren't you just doing what I said? But if I can have a plan, hey, you know what? We keep having a hard time at bedtime. Here's our new plan. Hey, we keep having a hard time with you touching all of these buttons. Here's our new plan. And let's apply it to the 11-year-old. So if the 11-year-old keeps being, you know, disrespectful or poking their sibling when they have a spare moment where they think they can get away with it, then let's be clear. If I hear a scream come from your sister and I don't know who, what started it, it doesn't matter. I'm going to put you both in the same boat. You both can take a little break for a moment in your room. Or if it happens during video games, we're going to just, no questions asked, the video game is turned off. Let's make a plan in advance. Or perhaps it's when you are being disrespectful to what I have just, you know, when you start saying things disrespectfully, when I'm talking to you, I am going to walk away. Let me be just clear with you in advance. Let's make a plan in advance. 
We can make plans in advance about how to teach them to handle things differently also. So the child who we are frustrated with constantly talking over us when we're in the middle of a conversation, we can teach them the interrupting hand. Honey, come over here, put your hand on my arm or my leg. I'll put my hand on top of yours as a signal to let you know that I know you're ready for something and you like something. And as soon as I'm able to stop the conversation I'm in, I will look down at you and say, yes, what can I do for you? Let's practice that. Teach it, practice it. And then if they do use it, definitely be sure to catch it and praise. Similarly, you could teach the, um, to say, excuse me, and then count to 10 in your head. And then I will probably be able to give you an answer. Make a plan in advance, make a plan in advance or a mom who said their child was running around a lot at the um, dance class that they were supposed to be listening to the teacher. She made the plan in advance. Honey, let me be clear. If we're not listening to the teacher, we will sit down for a little bit until you're ready to be a good boss of your body. And then she would follow through with that in the moment because she had made the plan in advance, made the plan in advance. So the plan in advance involves multiple pieces here. You can hear what are the key pieces so that you can follow through a give them the instead, instead of this behavior that I don't want you to do, this is what you could do instead. So instead of pulling and talking over me to interrupt, here's how you can interrupt instead of speaking in those kind of words to me. Why don't you say, mom, I disagree with you. Or instead of hitting and poking your sister, Let's make a list of like, when you guys aren't, aren't agreeing on your play, what are four or five things you can do to solve those problems? Let's brainstorm those. So you have your instead second, equip them with what they can do to have a positive outcome, knowing that if they don't choose that, that's going to be a not so positive outcome. Like when you get your jammies on by the three minute timer, you get two stories. And when you don't, you don't. And this leads to more respect because of a couple key things. Number one, we're more likely to follow through and respect often is really about the child knowing that we mean what we say and we say what we mean without these types of plans that we've made in our mind in advance, we're probably likely to end up in moments where we're repeating ourselves, repeating ourselves. We maybe don't have the energy to follow through on a consequence that we're just trying to grab from somewhere. And so we give in. And so the kids don't respect our words if we haven't been true to our words. And boy, do I know that is so, so hard, but I can tell you that parent after parent that I work with that does make a change here sees a change in the child's respect. Like Jess, who was taking her child to that class and seeing him horse around and mess around. And when she was clear that if he was doing that, they were going to take a break. They did follow through a couple of times. And then he started being more respectful in his actions and responding more respectfully when she would say, hold on. I see that you are not being a good boss to your body. He knew that that may lead to something they had agreed on in advance. So he responded respectfully by changing his behavior. The second key piece is that you see more respect from your child. If they see that you're respectfully communicating expectations clearly, 
if you're kind of generally just ordering them around and haven't been clear what the possible outcomes are, then when you just fire off, like, that's it, you lost your bike, you're not going to your friend's house all weekend, Christmas is canceled, (laughs) then they just feel like you're the irrational and crazy person that's flying off the hook instead of taking responsibility for their behavior. So that respect gets earned because you clearly communicated ahead of time what was going to happen. It's like having a clear employee manual at work that if you just showed up to work and like you didn't really know what the parameters were and you spilled your coffee and one day they're like, that's it, you're fired. You're like, I fired for spilling my coffee? I didn't realize that. They feel the same way that if we can be clear about the parameters that lead to certain outcomes, both positive and or possibly negative, they will act more respectfully. So we want to follow through so that there is respect of them knowing we mean what we say, we say what we mean, and that we're offering that collaborative relationship where they know the expectation super, super clearly upfront. And if you're thinking to yourself, yeah, my kid is not going to care at all. Or you're thinking my kid is just going to, you know, have a giant meltdown. If I were to do that, it's not going to change any behavior. You have to remember that behavior change comes in a process. We have to have this cycle of them testing rules and boundaries to see what happens when they do us having a clear and consistent response. and then. They might have to experience a blow up. They might have to experience, you know, us, you know, following through and then it will change the behavior the next time we have to be willing to calmly and confidently deliver on what we say is going to happen in order for them to be in a respectful relationship with us. I looked up what is the definition of respect and it's not fear. It's not just reverence for authority. It is due regard for the feelings, wishes, and rights of others. And I believe the strongest way that we can help our kids to learn that is by communicating ahead of time with them, what alternative things they can do that help to honor the feelings, wishes, and rights of others giving them instead behavior, teaching, and then holding that firm boundary in the moments where they cross inappropriately people's boundaries. Those two sides are the kindness and the firmness at the same time. And friend, that's what's different here. If you have been oriented towards wanting to just see respect because you said so, or wanting to just gently talk and explain all the time, I want to encourage you to meet in the middle with using these two powerful tools that give you the ability to be kind and firm at the same time, spending your energy on a plan instead of spending it putting out fires. Join us again on our next episode of the Sustainable Parenting Podcast. Podcast.